In its conception, high fructose corn syrup's goal was simple. Create a low-cost substitute for sugar when the taxes for sugarcane went up. Well, it did just that, but now it's hard to get a processed food without high fructose corn syrup. We've heard the reactions on commercials from the Corn Refiners Association. Wow. You don't care what the kids eat, huh? Excuse me? That has high fructose corn syrup in it. And? Yeah, you know what they say about it? Like what? Honey, it's that it's made from corn, it's natural, and like sugar, it's fine in moderation. Also, there is widespread debate concerning whether high fructose corn syrup presents greater health risks than other sweeteners. I'm Patrick Garrett, and coming up on today's episode, what is high fructose corn syrup? Today, we're talking with Dr. Marian Nessel, professor in the Department of Nutrition, Food Studies, and Public Health at New York University. Dr. Nessel, what is high fructose corn syrup and what is its purpose in the American diet? Uh, high fructose corn syrup is a sweetener made from cornstarch, which is uh, so you take corn, you grind it up, you treat the corn with enzymes. The enzymes convert the starch in corn to glucose and then you add other enzymes and convert the glucose in part to fructose so you have a mixture of glucose and fructose separated from each other um, in that sense it's really not all that different from table sugar which is glucose and fructose stuck together and that's called sucrose what does high fructose corn syrup do different than sugar uh, it doesn't. Um, it, high fructose corn syrup is glucose and fructose. There's a little bit more fructose in high fructose corn syrup than there is in sucrose. But basically, they're same. They're the same. They're mixtures of glucose and fructose. And the only real question is whether it takes any time at all for sucrose to be split into glucose and fructose. And the answer to that is no, it happens right away. Um, or whether the increased fructose in high fructose corn syrup makes any difference physiologically and there are some people who think that it does. Then what makes this so controversial? Well the real controversy I think comes from the amount of sugars that people eat in total and and because high fructose corn syrup is cheaper than sucrose. That was how it got into the food supply in the first place was that it was about the thir a third of the price of sucrose. Sucrose has a price in the United States that's maintained artificially high uh, because of tariffs and quotas. So high fructose corn syrup, we grow a lot of corn in this country uh, and it's much, much cheaper. And so it went into foods like, um, well, practically every food that wanted a sweetener could use it at not very high cost. And then primarily it went into soft drinks, uh, Coke and Pepsi and the like. And that happened in the early 1980s. So there was much more of it available in the food supply. It took over um, as the major sweetener in American diets. We consume about equal amounts of high fructose corn syrup and sucrose now. Everybody agrees that Americans consume too much sugar. Everybody would be healthier eating less of either. 
Uh, but the real issue is political. There are two different lobbying organizations involved here. One is the Sugar Association, which represents the growers of sugarcane and sugar beets. And the other is the Corn Refiners Association, which represents the manufacturers of high fructose corn syrup. And, oh, they don't like each other very much. So what spurred the use of this besides being cheap? What ma- what made it take the place of sugar in everything we use from soda to cereal? Well, there really isn't any other reason besides cheap. Besides money? It dissolves a little. I mean, it was a third of the price. And if you're using a lot of it, that's a big savings. Um, the other thing is it dissolves a little bit easier in liquid. So the Coke and Pepsi were happy to start using it, and they did consumer testing in the late 70s, early 80s, and discovered that nobody could tell the difference uh, in taste between high fructose corn syrup and table sugar. So why not use it? If it didn't change the taste, why not use it? It was cheaper and easier. Here's a clip from an advertisement from 2010 that the Corn Refiners Association of America put out. I learned whether it's corn sugar or cane sugar, your body can't tell the difference. Sugar is sugar. Can our bodies actually tell the difference? Yeah, they're both glucose and fructose. Well, more than just taste. How, how could how could it? Well, I mean, they're they're absorbed. Uh, glucose and fructose are absorbed across the intestinal wall exactly the same way. And the only conceivable difference would be the increased amount of fructose. And it's not clear that that makes any difference. Although there are some investigators who think that it does. There's often a lot of people will compare it, will say that high fructose corn syrup has added to obesity. Is that the case at all? Well, its consumption and use in the food supply went up in parallel with obesity, but so did a lot of other things. And the total amount of sugars in the food supply rose in the 1980s, and that's total. That includes high fructose corn syrup and table sugar, and then um, has, in recent years has begun to decline as there's been more and more concern about sugars and health. Uh, so, but the sugars and the increased sugars in the food supply were, went along with increases in lots of other foods in the food supply. And yes, you could say that people were eating more sugary foods. They were taking in more calories. Uh, but it's not high fructose corn syrup that did it. It's sugars in general. It's just the the massive amount of sugar that we've put in our diet, and then because it's cheap, we put high fructose corn syrup in a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the easy explanation. Anything more complicated than that requires a lot of discussion. <laughs> um, well, Marion, I understand that you have a book that came out in the fall called Soda Politics, Taking on Big Soda and Winning. How is soda changing our diet? Well, the sodas have been consumed by Americans for 100 years or more. Um, but they didn't really start being consumed in very large quantities until the early 1980s, which is when a lot of things happened that changed the food supply, I think, in ways that encouraged people to take in more calories and therefore to to gain weight. And the portion sizes got larger. Remember, high fructose corn syrup is very cheap. Um, Mm. It doesn't cost very much and doesn't cost very much to make sodas. And large, the larger the portions are, the more profits the soda industry makes on them. Um, so there's a, there was a big incentive to try to promote large portions. They came out in bigger and bigger and bigger bottles. I remember how shocked I was when the, so, when the soft drink machines that were in schools trans, changed over from 12-ounce cans to 20-ounce bottles. 
and that happened in the late 1990s. Uh, larger portions have more calories if there was one thing, one concept about nutrition I wish I could get across to everybody is that larger portions have more calories. It's not intuitively obvious. That was Dr. Marion Nessel, professor in the Department of Nutrition, Food Studies, and Public Health at New York University. Well, that's it for our first episode. Make sure to subscribe or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host and a producer, Patrick Garrett.